Welcome to Worship in the Word. Today we're turning to the book of Genesis, uh, chapter 3, and we're going to study the teshuva, or the repentance, the journey of repentance uh, of Adam and Eve. We're reading from... uh, Genesis chapter 3, verse, verses 17 on through uh, 4 and 2. And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it, Cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread till thou return unto the ground. For out of it wast thou taken, for dust thou art, and unto dust thou shalt return. Okay. Let me uh, uh, talk about that a a minute. And uh, uh, it says that uh, the Lord, because of their disobedience, and it was a joint uh, together thing, uh, that the earth the dust of the earth would be cursed. And uh, it says that out of the dust that they were making, they were made, and and they would return to the dust. So uh, our life... uh, comes from the earth and we are like Adam and Eve we are uh, of the dust of the earth and then when we pass away we go back into the earth so this is a basic uh, premise that we need to understand um that the soil of all the future generations of people that would come would uh, have a toxic aspect to it because that curse followed from generation to generation. Before the curse, the land was not uh, uh, toxic. It was in a pure state. But when they disobeyed, this was the consequence. 
So continue reading. And Adam called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all living. Unto Adam also and to his wife did the Lord God make coats of skins and clothe them. And the Lord God said, Behold, the man is become as one of us to know good and evil. And now lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden to till the ground from the from whence he was taken. So he drove out the man and he placed at the east of the garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. There's been much said about uh, this, what happened uh, in the garden and that uh, Eve took a bite of the apple. Many people mocked uh, that, uh, not really understanding that that was just a metaphor of them together tasting of the thing of worldly things. This is a metaphor of how you get out of harmony with God when you become attached to the world. When you become worldly and you uh, get into idolatry, ultimately worshiping the creation and not the creator. So they, they delved in all of that and they became knowledgeable. Now, we don't know what the time amount, and when the Bible speaks a sentence, I mean, uh, a day is to the Lord as a thousand years, a thousand years is to the Lord as a day. So he's beyond time. Uh, he operates outside of our normal time. Uh, so this could have been quite some time that they were delving in this, but ultimately they became knowledgeable with significant knowledge about worldly things which separated them from God. And it caused them to uh, feel unclean. And God had a plan for them to be restored and back in covenant with him. And this is the plan of Teshuva. And uh, we're going to uh, turn to the next uh, portion of the word of God to see, uh, and it's a strange thing that we, we're gonna turn to 1 Peter uh, 1 and 2. I want to read a verse from there uh, to First uh, Peter one and two. First Peter one and twenty. I'm sorry, 
yeah, First one Peter chapter 1 and 20. <laughs> I'm who, sorry. Who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you. Okay. So what, what we gain from this is an understanding that even before Adam and Eve uh, did the sin of, and separated themselves from God, that God had a plan before he even founded the world. He knew that man was going to uh, fall. He knew that, there, that they were going to be separated. So he had to have a plan. Uh, and that plan is a victorious plan. And that plan uh, has helped all of the people of God throughout the Bible uh, of coming back from a life that was separated from God to a life that uh, where their sins were forgiven and they became in harmony with God. So let's turn to uh, 1 Timothy chapter 2. And we're going to see, uh, it's strange that we find uh, this plan of Teshuvah that uh, Adam and Eve uh, were a part of. We find it uh, mentioned by the Apostle Paul uh, writing to his protege, uh, Timothy, chapter, chapter 2, uh, verse 13 through 15. Let's see what the Word of God has to say about Adam and Eve. For Adam was first formed, then Eve, and Adam was deceived, was not deceived, but the woman being deceived was in the trans transgression. Notwithstanding, she shall be saved in childbearing if they continue in faith and charity and holiness with sobriety. Okay. It says, if they, if they, so uh, they're going to be saved through uh, a life of bearing children and it will be done in great faith. They're going to have to have a faith in God. They're going to have to believe that God is able to work in their lives. Abraham was our father of faith and, and he believed God and he acted upon it. So uh, faith is something not just a cognitive thing, it, it requires action. Uh, Apostle James said, show me your faith, I'll show you my work. Faith without works is dead. So we know that they had uh, actionable faith in their life. And then it says charity, that means love. They had their love, uh, the Bible says the greatest commandment is loving the Lord, your God with all your heart, and mind, and strength. So they had to have a love for God and their neighbor. Um, love each other. And it says holiness. Uh, now, in order to be holy, we can't be holy on our own. It has, it's something that is imputed through 
absorption. Uh, we, we become, my mother used to say, uh, birds of a, fle a feather flock together. In other words, the, usually she said that when perhaps I was with hanging around with some people that I shouldn't have been hanging around with. Uh, but uh, when we hang around with God and we, we walk with God and we talk to God and we pray to God, yeah. then we become more like him. And that's what holiness is. It's, mm -hmm. it's imputed to the people of faith just mm -hmm. through walking into Shuva with him. Now, it isn't a holier-than-thou, it's a humbling. Uh, people that are holier, that act holy, that, ah, I'm better than you. That's not holiness. He, the Bible says that he humbled himself, uh, and he showed us the way. It's, it's uh, the way of teshuva, the way of holiness is, is a way of humility where we put others in front of ourselves. We defer to others, praise God. And then he puts the tag on here, with sobriety. Okay, all you wine-bibbers out there. I know, I can, I can speak to you because I was one of them. And uh, uh, the Bible says that uh, don't look at the beauty of the wine. Uh, it's all in all its beauty. Uh, when you first see it, you think it's the greatest thing because in the end it's a, it's a like an asp it's like a poisonous snake that'll bite you and i be i became dependent on that and i had to teshuva uh, and seek god's help and i'm speaking to those of you that have addiction today and you and that's a mountain in your life um, amen god can god can uh, you you give it over to yes. god and uh, so uh, those addictions, those things that trap us, uh, those are the mountains, those are the strongholds, those are the things that he can uh, take out of our life and he can take and make a beautiful mosaic about it, on it. And then uh, like the ministry that I have with alcoholics and drug addicts, I can tell them uh, mm -hmm. that you could be healed because I was healed. Mm -hmm. it, it becomes a testimony, and that's the beauty with the Baal Teshuva. He overcomes those things, and then he can tell others, hey, you know, that's no problem for God in Teshuva. Okay. Now I want to go to our final uh, uh, verse, uh, scripture, and this is uh, the Our Father prayer. And uh, I'm focusing on the connection between the Our Father prayer and what happened in the Garden of Eden. And I'm going to make the connection here for you. Maybe you've never thought about it, but uh, as a dyslectic, as someone who loves to, to dig and dig and dig, uh, this is, uh, was a beautiful a thing that we found in in a connection between uh, what happened in the garden and Jesus instructing his followers on how to pray. He didn't mean it as a prayer. People say the Our Father prayer, and a lot of them, it's, it's a thing that uh, 
that they recite, but they, they've never broken it down. What did it, what did it mean? So we're gonna break it down here to the least common denominator to see how this Our Father prayer can impact what happened in the Garden of Eden. Okay, go ahead. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Okay, first thing, we, we admit, we're cognizant that there is a God, he has a place, it's heaven, and he's holy, okay? Thy kingdom come, thy will. Okay, our prayer is that God, we want your kingdom to come. The beauty of, of what you have, we want that for us, for our families, for our nation, for our world. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this wait, day. Wait a minute. If I was in church, I would I would ask everybody to repeat in earth. So if you're watching this, I want you to speak that out. In earth. In earth. Now, uh, some translations say on earth, but I like this King James because it renders it like uh, the Hebrew, uh, which said in earth. We are the earthen vessels. We are the ones that are made of that soil, that dust. Are you getting it? We are the ones that, that have um, uh, the problem of the, the curse that has come down uh, that we didn't create, but he gives us a way to heal that, to heal the soil. He, he say, pray that my kingdom will come in your earthen tabernacle. And that's our prayer, okay? Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Okay, this is a, this is a key part of teshuva. Uh, a lot of us have uh, in the baggage that we, we carry with us every day, we have uh, sins that we have never confessed and we have hurts of, uh, uh, that we've never forgiven. And so people read that and they, they just give, they go over it, oh yeah, it sounds good. Well, this, uh, the Bible talks about doing the works of repentance, doing the works of teshuva. That's working our way through uh, the things that we did to hurt other people. And if at all, if we can go to them and, and tell them we're sorry, if not, we can confess it to God, and, and and if something, a situation ever happens like that, we learn not to do the same thing. If if we, if we're inclined like I am sometimes to to get mad about something and speak it out, then then we learn in teshuva that, okay, we don't speak it out. We keep our mouth shut. We we don't utter things. Uh, the book uh, James tells us, can can we speak both bitter and can the can a tree produce both bitter and sweet fruit? No, <laughs> it can't. It either produces bitter or sweet. We want the fruit of our life, the fruit of our lips, to be sweet. So we have to learn not to hurt people with our words, and and then we need to learn how to forgive people that haven't learned how to control their tongues. We need to, need to bless, Jesus said, bless them that curse you, pray for them that despitefully use you. 
So we learn to get through this teshuva, we learn to get the victory over those things, and we're not bound by them anymore. Continue on. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Uh, this prayer is about, uh, if you break it down to the least common denominator, it's about purifying the dust. We only live so long. We only have a certain amount of days. Bible tells us to, to number, teach us to number our days and learn from it. So no matter what your age is, if you're 80 like me or if you're young, you can, you can begin the, the journey of Teshuvah right now. All you have to do, if you have life and breath, uh, you can confess your sins before God and, uh, and begin this journey with him. He said, take up your cross and follow me. And uh, we can follow him. And with him comes the forgiveness of sins, comes the healing, comes joy unspeakable and full of glory, Peter said. And uh, it... Uh, but we have to like the song that we sang uh, before, we have to give ourselves away. And uh, when we give ourselves away, then we gain everything through him. In Jesus' name, amen. 